is Rome from Tennessee Progressive League. Thank you for tuning in to the first installment of Teacher Talk. This will be an ongoing series, and I hope you guys enjoy. Yo, what's up, Tennessee Progressive League uh, listeners? This is Rome, your friendly neighborhood progressive. Uh, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to be talking to someone involved in the field of education and one of the reasons that i think this is important is because there's currently legislation being proposed that would arm teachers in tennessee and i haven't really seen anyone putting a uh emphasis or spotlight on how actual teachers feel about that development so for my listeners today, I do have an actual educator to sort of talk about that by the name of Caroline. Um, if you don't mind, Caroline, will you sort of introduce yourself to the audience and just sort of give them a little bit of insight into your background in education? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, my name is Caroline and um, I went to school for elementary education. I'm certified kindergarten through sixth grade, and I have been teaching for the last 10 years, um, all elementary school, fourth and fifth grade. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at. In your decade in education, I'm assuming um, that the frequency of events at schools has increased, at least from like being an outsider looking in, it seems that way. Um, and I don't know how much of it might be just more media coverage or possibly just more sensationalized um, politis politicization of it. But in your just anecdotal experience, do you feel like as an educator, you've seen a rise in like violent events at schools since you started? Yeah, um, definitely. And I think part of it is you know, it is sensationalized. It is a hot topic. I think it does get more media attention now than it used to. But I also do think there's an increase. You know, I was talking to one of my coworkers just last week about how, you know, school shootings always used to, or violence in general, used to always be something in the back of your minds um, as a teacher. But now it's like, you know, this isn't, this is a real possibility. Like it's something that is definitely closer to the front of our minds now every day. Being not too long ago, uh, as we speak, I believe today's like the 23rd, um, the anniversary of Columbine, uh, which happened in 99 was April 20th. And it's crazy because when Columbine happened, um, I remember how shocking it was like everyone was like, oh, my God, like this is just so unimaginable. And it almost seems like from that time to now, it went from unimaginable to almost anticipated and expected to an extent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it it totally is. It's almost like we're all desensitized to hearing about school shootings. It's just you know, it's still shocking and it still shakes all of us to our core, I think. But at the same time, it's no one's very surprised when it happens. And 
it's, you know, you're right. It is, it's expected kind of that it's going to happen periodically. Um, when you were going through your education to become a teacher, was this something that was even like brought up or talked about? No, it really wasn't when I was in college. Um, I don't recall any talk of, you know, here, well, here's what you do in case something like this happens. It just was not a thing. Yeah, it's in, I mean, it's, it's so baffling that, you know, there's certain steps that people want to take to sort of counteract this. Um, and it seems like to me, at least like speaking for myself, it seems like there's certain things that could be done, you know, put in place that would sort of curb this. Um, and once again, speaking for myself, I feel like just accessibility to guns possibly. Um, but at the same time, a lot of times when this stuff happens, it is like legally purchased firearms. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with the current, the current Tennessee solution, which is, you know, while we're here today. Um, and I don't know if you've specifically like read it or whatnot, but the gist of the resolution that Tennessee wants to pass would arm certain school individuals um so if there was you know an event that they are armed and i'm assuming would be at that point given right to use you know lethal or deadly force um as you were saying when you went through school as a teacher this wasn't even a topic that was brought up if you would have been entering into the education field at a time where there was an expectation for certain educators to be armed in the event of this incident. Do you think you still would have went into education? Honestly, no, that is, that's just a whole nother level of, I mean, responsibility, but responsibility, but even more than that, it's, I mean, that's not what we're signing up for when we decide to become educators. You know, there's already so much put on educators and we feel pressure, you know, from parents, from the students, from administration, from the state. I mean, everyone. And so we already have so many things that are on us constantly. I cannot imagine being asked or the expectation being that we are also like literally protecting these kids with weapons like that that is not what we signed up for and it's i mean to me it's ridiculous that notion right and it it's almost like i tried to think of like what an analogy for that would be um, and nothing really, you know, fits perfectly. The best I could almost come up with would be like if you were like at a hospital and just, you know, a shooting or shootings had occurred at hospitals and they were like, OK, now we're going to have armed nurses. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. No, that's not the function <laughs> that this is supposed to serve. Um, do you think the majority of teachers and I know this is, you know, you probably haven't done a poll. But do you think the majority of teachers like feel similarly to you? Yes. Um, 
you know, at least at my school and teachers that I'm friends with at different schools, you know, we have conversations about it. It's all something that we talk about now. Again, it's kind of part of the culture of being a teacher now is thinking about um, school shootings. And so, you know, every time I've talked to coworkers about it, we all just think it's ridiculous. I mean, even people that maybe have different political views, no one that I've heard is really behind the idea that arming teachers is the best answer. Yeah. And it's like, I just, it, it seems like um, this is another example of sort of putting the cart before the horse, which personally I feel like our heavily super majority slanted uh, conservative legislature does quite a bit in Tennessee. Um, but like, it's just certain things where I'm like, okay, so if you have the teachers and the teachers are armed, a lot of times we don't even as a society feel the importance of making sure they have classroom supplies, right? I'm sure you and, you know, everyone you can probably think of have had to come out of pocket for classroom supplies that are pretty much instrumental in teaching. So where's the money for these guns coming from the training for the teachers coming from? like where's all that going to come from right i mean we're already crazy underfunded um i mean it's i work a second job as a teacher because it's hard for me to make ends meet um on the salary i have now not to mention all of the other areas in education where we don't have enough funding um i mean one example i think at every school i've ever heard of there's not enough staff to cover all of the needs of like students with IEPs. And I mean, we are stretched so thin and that's teachers and support staff. Um, so there's, there's definitely not enough funding for that. And you're right. What you were saying, we would have to like, if teachers were going to carry guns, I mean, there would have to be, I'm sure extensive training and that is not going to be cheap. And then, also the cost of guns i mean it just it's just not feasible in my opinion i mean and it's and, not a good solution <laughs> right right uh, and and that's the crazy part because like when we talk about the feasibility of this there's so many there's so many things where it's like this is screaming bad idea but it honestly I, I, i'm I almost feel like if it comes up for a vote, it's probably going to pass because we do have this heavy super major uh, super majority of conservatives that really sort of counterintuitively see guns as the solution for gun violence. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know how you switch that. I do have a question for you, though. Are you familiar with the story of the school teacher that was shot by the six year old student like? When I hear, and this was in Virginia, which, you know, just literally across the border, right? Mm -hmm. my, my first thought is, like, if we were arming teachers and this teacher gets shot by the six-year-old, what what happens at that point? So if, if she's armed, is at that point she in the clear to shoot back? And then we have a, a teacher, like, you know, in self-defense, you could rightfully mm -hmm. say killing a six-year-old. Like, I just don't understand how they could think that's a good idea. Almost routinely demonizes educators. Right. And, you know, 
a lot of the legislators that are making a bunch of these laws have absolutely zero experience in education, you know, in any aspect. So like so many people that are not in education, like they don't get what it's actually like day in and day out every single day. And so there's that. It just is ridiculous that people are making all these decisions for us when they have no clue. Um, But yeah, I cannot imagine being faced with that decision. You know, the example that you said about the student bringing the gun to school, like, I can't imagine having to make a decision about shooting a child like that is I that's unimaginable like thinking about that as even being a possibility. And if it weren't a child and it was like, say, an intruder that was an adult or an older child, I don't know, just someone else, I still can't imagine making that decision. You know, I think about police officers and people in the military that are trained and extensively prepared to make decisions like that. And it's still something that if they have to do it, they live with the rest of their lives but they, they know that they're signing up for that. And so I just, I can't fathom having to make a decision like that. It's it's also something where like, if you did decide, okay, we're not going to change any laws. We're not going to do anything like that. We're just going to try to create that. There would be like, you know, we have things like bulletproof, uh, bulletproof glass now. Right. Okay, so why don't, you know, you make all the windows bulletproof and, you know, uh, have to have an ID swipe badge to get in, like things of that nature, right? Like there's office buildings Mm -hmm. that are already set up like this. So it's not like this crazy thing, right? I don't understand why the solution is just like, oh, you know, give the teachers guns, let let them sort it out. Yeah, it makes no sense to me that that is like the first thought, (laughs) you know, besides less intense measures like a million steps before we get to arming teachers that just it it doesn't make any sense to me right you would think that was like the last last like possible solution to this issue right um going back no there and there are sorry no no no, continue no they're just i mean we already have we've taken measures to make it more safe i remember Back when I was in elementary school, I mean, anyone could kind of just walk in and speak to the secretary or walk right into an elementary school building. And it is not like that at all at my school. I mean, every door is locked. You have to have a scan card to get in. Um, To get into the office and the front door, you have to, you know, there's video recording the person that walks up to the door. You have to ring like a doorbell type thing. And then they talk to you like, why are you here? And, you know, it's not, it's not crazy questioning to get into the building, but still they, they see you, they talk to you and have a conversation before you're allowed to come in the building. Um, And, you know, we have trainings all the time about, or I guess it's staff meetings. Well, it's preached to us. You don't prop the doors open. Um, If you go out to recess, you make sure that door is shut all the way. Like when you, come back in and you know we have a lot of stuff that's already in place I mean it's it's clearly not perfect but there's definitely been a change in security right right um do you think well 
first of all, sort of going back to what you were saying earlier, you were saying like a lot of these people making these decisions have no history whatsoever in uh, public education or education in general, to be honest, um, other than, you know, attending school, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Questionable. Like, right, right. So, man. But like, um, I, I feel like, well, two things. One, I don't know if you recall this. Um, I'm a I'm a sort of political junkie, so I, I keep things like this in the Rolodex but uh Betsy DeVos was secretary of education under Trump and mm -hmm. her and Bill Lee had this this little relationship of basically being like rich out of touch people that want to make everything for profit including education uh, she's a huge component of charter schools which Governor Lee is to the state's detriment as well um I personally feel like this dude's mission is to completely destroy public education in Tennessee. Um, and I feel like if you look at some of his actions involving education, that sort of seems obvious. Um, but with that said, I know that uh, one of the things that, that they're big proponents of is this like, quote unquote hybridization model of like public private school um that that is for profit do you mm -hmm. feel like or do you think that or i don't want to phrase this is there in your viewpoint any correlation to say allowing these solutions that probably aren't going to work and making people more favorably view this charter school model because to my i can't and i could be completely wrong but like has there been um these same instances as far as like violence at charter schools and if there were would they have to report it being a charter school the way a public school would i know that's a lot I, I'm sorry. no it's okay i i don't know the policy with the charter school i would imagine reporting would be the same to my understanding but i agree that i'm sure this whole thing is political as in look look what's happening in public schools they're so awful we need a change you know and so i definitely feel like they're pushing that agenda of you know working it in the favor of charter schools think about it like someone that literally is the head secretary of education that's never ever attended a public school or had her like children or anything attend a public school that's just wild yeah yeah it's infuriating um the whole idea of charter schools i am so against um and i'm i'm not against like private schools in general i personally if i had children i would not send my kids to private school i'm very pro public school but the idea of a charter school all it's going to do is make the poor kids even more disadvantaged and rich kids you know will get more opportunities which Honestly, I think a lot of people that are in charge of this state and the country want that to happen. And so I think the whole idea of a charter school in general is, you know, just to build, like, make economic disparity even more drastic. I wholeheartedly agree. I I feel like um, it's almost like a, a another chain in the link to, like, the school to uh, prison pipeline, you know? Like if we yeah. 
basically make public schools just like barely holding on, then obviously that's going to generate more people that probably go to a life of crime, depending on that to try to, you know, make some type of financial income. Right. Um, no, it's go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's just it's so infuriating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I don't know if you remember, um, there was a guy, Phil Williams, um, that did an expose and he was showing like, you know, the Hillsdale College curriculum uh that Governor Lee wanted for his charter schools. Um and it was like pretty atrocious, but because they're a charter, which pretty much is a private school, you know what I'm saying, they sort of get to to pretty much teach you what they want to teach you um you know it'll be a class that says history but we're definitely gonna have this history presented in a way that is going to make you feel like yes everything that is our political ideology was good and everything that wasn't our political political ideology was bad um but yeah no i i wholeheartedly think uh governor lee's mission is to destroy public education in tennessee Thank you for listening to Tennessee Progressive League Podcast. It's an ongoing series that we're doing, talking with teachers. This is part one, so make sure you check back with us soon for part two.